Radio Newark, the home of Radio Newark Sport. Weeknights from 7. Radio Newark Sport. Brought to you with Smith's Timber Merchants. For all your fencing, decking and DIY needs on Appleton Gate, Newark. Visit smithstimber.co.uk. The great day out turns into a nightmare for FlowServe. And me, as the bus breaks down. And after all the hard work on the road. Newark Town drop points at the Sports Village. It's not going to be the happiest of shows. It's time for all the news and the gossip from the Sports Village, from Lowfields, from Kellam Road and from the Magnus. On the show where the stars tell you what went right and, more to the point tonight, what went wrong. On another weekend of local sport, I'm Mick Bradley. He's Tony Smith. This is Radio Newark Sport. And these are the headlines that we're going to be chatting about. Two home points dropped for Newark Town as the Blues have to come from behind to draw 4 all with Fawn Colliery. And it didn't get any better the next day for the Blues ladies, going out of the League Cup on penalties to arch-rivals Bingham Town. I hope Eden's had 24 hours to calm down. Flow server put to the sword in Lancashire as they get knocked out of the FA Vars by five goals to one at Longridge Town. And to make the day complete, the coach breaks down on the return journey, giving us all three hours at Nutsford Services. Isn't that just what you need after being beat? On the plus side, Newark Rugby Club made it four victories on the bounce as they disposed of fourth-place Gronfield and themselves move up to 7th in the table. Three more tries for the young Newark Speed Merchants. The hockey season got underway, or got underway again, part two shall we say, with the ladies twos losing their bottom of the table clash with Manning by a single goal at the Magnus. But better news for the men, winning on Saturday and Sunday. And they've still got that 100% record at the top of the table. Elsewhere, Bingham Town and Southall City share the points in a six-goal thriller at Bishop's Drive. And that point puts Southall on top of the Not Senior League. And victories for both Southall and Kestevan Rugby Clubs as they both chase promotion. And that dream of playing at Kellam Road again next season. And finally, back to football. And the Newark veterans sit fourth in the Championship Central after a one-all draw with the Old Dogs at Lowfield. What a name for a football team, the Old Dogs. There you are, I think we can safely say, welcome to a mixed weekend of Radio Newark Sport. I hate to say I told you so. Mm. I did tell you so. You did. Um, and I told you a lot of times when you kept getting excited. Um, <laughs> we'll the... t- I mean, we'll talk to Craig later, and we'll get Craig's thoughts on <laughs> on what happened on Saturday. But the North West Counties, the North East, North East, not Northern Counties, but the real North East, they are so strong 
Mm. And the northwest counties themselves, I, I, I mean, talking to Longridge people, their catchment area is Preston, Burnley, Manchester. There's a lot of people. There's a lot of footballers. I know there's a lot of football teams. There's a lot of footballers. They're sent for they're sent forwards under contract, and it looks like being signed. They didn't say who, but he's going for twenty grand. Now, I am so proud of Flowserve. I'm so proud of Flowserve getting to the last thirty-two of the trophy of the Vars because it's further than I thought they would get. I'm so so proud of them. Um, it went wrong on Saturday. Hey ho, isn't that why we love sport? Because sometimes. It does go wrong, and nobody out there has got a divine right to win every single match. No, it's um, it's it's the optimism that kills you. <laughs> and basically, I have never seen a football team as good as those floor serve lads when they're firing on all cylinders. And I just found it amazing that somebody could put five pastors. I found it, it was it's a. Uh, probably the hardest result I've ever had to stomach in in, in, in all my time involved in sport it really was a, a tough one to take and um, you know full full credit to Longridge they performed absolutely superbly I think that is possibly Best. part of the reason actually Longridge I think Longridge surpassed the expectations of their manager talking to Lee Ashcroft yeah, at the end yeah. of the game they he didn't know they could play that well yeah yeah and I think as Craig will probably tell us a little bit later on I don't think Flo Serve did play the best no it's uh, basically uh, so you put one team playing out of the skin and another team playing mm. maybe not at the best and there's your gap yeah I mean Longridge were absolutely on top of their game and every individual player were outstanding whereas Flow Surf picked a really bad day to have a bad day at the office <laughs> so and, uh, it, you, know, you know that's life it happens oh yeah you move on that game's gone and you have to look at the next game because that's what we all do and talking of looking at the next game just one one I've got a couple of quick stories 78 days ago 78 which ain't that long Leicester put nine past Southampton at St Mary's one yeah, Friday yeah. evening and on Saturday, the Saints won 2-1 at Leicester. Everybody was saying that the Southampton manager should have got the sack. But yeah, for yeah. once, a board stayed with him. Yeah. Isn't that, a, isn't that one hell of a lesson for an awful lot of chairmen out there? Yeah, it's, 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 it's very refreshing indeed. But um, I don't want to blow my own trumpet on this, but I thought Southampton... I, I, I said at the start of the season, Southampton are going to have a good season because of they've got because they've got a very good manager. And, um, you know, it, obviously uh, he's having to find his feet a bit, but, you know, he's, um, he's, he's proved that he's, uh, there's not many people going to go to Leicester and win. But that was a no, cracking result. There isn't. And, and, and the other little story I, I picked up, because I don't pick up many nice stories out of Australia, but... Um, <laughs> Shane Warne has raised over yeah. one million um, Australian dollars, which is just over half a million in proper money, um, <laughs> for the um, bush fire appeal after yeah. he uh, auctioned his baggy green um, Australian cap off. Which you know, well done, Shane Warne. Yeah, you know because whatever, and we have given Australia some stick over the time. What's going off out there at the moment is yeah. is yeah. absolutely horrendous. But talking about cracking efforts, 
the one great thing that came out of Saturday, as far as floor serve were concerned. Well, come back, Dax. I know what you're going to say. Yeah, I'm going to say that till Craig. Okay. I know what you're going to say, and I'll come and, and 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 I'll come back to it. What I want you to do is pick up that telephone. Okay. And um, we will go and um, talk to Tony Joins um, and find out. Uh, it's going to be a what went wrong night, I think, to be quite honest. And um, <laughs> Tan, after all their hard work on the road, went and dropped some points to Fawn Colliery. I saw Tan and Fawn Colliery play... Um, sorry, I saw Collingham and Fawn Colliery play a couple of weeks ago, and Collingham won the match, but I was quite... I was quite impressed with Fawn at the time, but... Uh, anyway, Tony's trying to get hold of Tony. It's Tony for Tony, um, and we're going to talk new at Tan. After that, um, we're going to um, talk to Eden Tranter, and that's the time that you really just get the ex the ex certificate out for that one, because... Uh, well, I'll, t- I'll, I'll tell you that story, because I think he's got Tony now. So, Tony has got Tony, so we'll talk to Tony. Um, Tony, I think tonight is um, a night of um, what went wrong nights with almost all our phone calls. But, uh, good good evening, by the way. Sorry, I'm just chatting away. Good, good evening, Tony. That's all right, mate. Good evening um, to yourselves. After four wonderful performances on the road... Yeah. Um, it didn't quite go according to plan, but I was just telling the listeners while to- while our Tony was ringing you, I saw Thorne at Collingham um, two or three weeks ago, and I and I said on Thursday night, Tan will have to be a little bit careful because they looked an half decent setup, and I'm told they come with a plan, and it very nearly worked. Yes, to be fair to them, uh, you know, take nothing away from them guys on the day that they was. Uh, they certainly gave us a few more problems than what we were encountering, definitely. Um, you know, I mean, they sat sick from the table, so, I mean, obviously there are no mugs, and we was expecting that anyway. Uh, but obviously, uh, our own performance really is uh, really downfall for the performance that actually uh, turned out to be on the day, to be fair, because literally we never... We never got out of first gear, really, to be honest, um, and that was largely down to them. But uh, we certainly had uh, far too many underachievers within the team on Saturday, definitely. How did it? I mean, is it a case of? I mean, we've talked about this, haven't we? And you know, the hard work's not done by a long way. Is it yeah. a case of? Oh, we've just got to go through the motions and everything. We'll be all right. No, I don't think it's that, to be honest. I think we was literally caught off guard uh, as a squad. Um, um, in particular, obviously, we came across uh, a Thorn side that uh, obviously came with a game plan, um, obviously set themselves out, and uh, the players, like we've asked our players in the future when we've set game plans out, um, we had it done to us on Saturday. And, uh, you know, really, they played with one lad up top um, the old-fashioned one lone centre-forward and to be fair he kept all our four defenders on the toes um, in fact to be honest I think he went off injured after 60-60 plus minutes and to be honest I'm pleased he did because uh, he absolutely didn't run ragged up top looking, um, for, looking for positives though um, Tony they at least Newark at least kept on fighting to get to stop in that game well, look, yeah, uh, I do see it as two points dropped, don't get me wrong, but um, we're still unbeaten in the league. 
as the scores went it was 1-0 them then we got 2-1 back in front they equalised uh, then we went 3-2 up they equalised they went 4-3 up um, and then with 10 minutes to go we had to go searching for that goal to uh, stop us uh, conceding our first defeat and you know to be fair to the lads they did uh, dig deep and we did get the equaliser and to be fair had two or three chances to probably win the game at the last minute now I think that would have been very harsh on Paul if we had done um, but yeah you know we were disappointed with the way the lads played but having said that you know they did kind of dig deep and try to get us out of the hole that they obviously started themselves in in the first place so um, not a defeat but obviously two points dropped because obviously our nearest rivals Dennington winning um, I understand Dennington have got to play for and Colliery twice and I also understand they don't like each other so that's um, probably in your favour yeah I mean don't get me wrong I mean Dennington's games left and our games uh, they pretty much mirror each other we've both got Retford to play uh, I think they've got Renshaw Rangers to play twice um, you know they've got Arworth to play uh, so they've got some tough fixtures and obviously more fixtures than we've got as well obviously they are in two or three cup competitions still at the minute so yes it's literally uh, obviously technically out of our hands now you know if Dillington go on a run uh, between now and, and the end of the season obviously there's nothing we can do about that now unfortunately uh, so we are relying on someone to take points off them um, I can see it happening if I'm honest um, you know I can't see Dillington uh, with all the fixes they've got left to play including the cup games I can't see them um, winning every game um, I think there's 30 plus goals now because I think they won 6-0 on Saturday obviously so uh, I think there's a plus 30 goal difference at the minute so we've got four games so you know it's uh, it's going to be a massively tough ask for them to uh, win every game to be fair I mean, let's be brutally honest, Tony. If Dinnington win every game between now and the end of the season, they deserve to win it. Oh, exactly. You know, they stopped us twice. They drew with us twice. Um, and if that be the case, then, uh, you know, you just have to take your hat off and say congratulations and all the best in the kind of season to come because they will have earned it, definitely. Okay. Uh, I mean, to be fair, they, they, they've done remarkably well up until now to the end of the season. Obviously, you know, they, they're unbeaten as well as it stands at the minute so um, they've had a remarkable season themselves so who have you got next to get over this uh, we've got bottom of the league Sutton um, at Askin which um, you know is, is a, well every game's a potential kind of banana skin now between now and the end of the season but we've got uh, bottom of the league on um, Saturday Askin they grand share with Askin um, it's not the best of pitches um, myself and Luke have really got to pick the lads up now and get them prepped up and, and get them back into the right mindset to, to get them back on track to to uh, start having the confidence in winning games and kind of winning games comfortably because um, it certainly won't the new at time of uh, what people have been seeing in the past that played Saturday definitely well let's just um, get back on track and let's hope for a a better next Monday night than this one's turning out to be. Oh, definitely. Yeah, you know, myself and Luke will be doing everything we can within the changing room, obviously, to get the lads back. And yeah. to be fair, the lads knew they wasn't, you know, they hadn't performed sadly. You could sense that in the dressing room after. You know, they all knew they wasn't the best, and uh, I think it might be the kick up the jacksy that uh, 
we kind of needed because you, you know you get too complacent you go off to the run that we've had over the Christmas period and then you come facing that game and then the uh, you know, it might just give us a shot that we need. You know as well as I do, mate, in football. If you get complacent, it kicks you up the very oh, quickly. Definitely, definitely. Tony, you're still in the box seat. You're still there. Um, I'm still totally confident. Um, let's talk about a victory next next Monday night. Oh, we shall certainly do our best, mate. Thanks, mate. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, Thank bye-bye. And let's stick with Newark Town, and um, Tony's going to ring Eden, and we're going to talk to... Um, the ladies next because it was a it was a bad weekend for them as well and of course it was the team that Eden used to play for which makes it even worse and they lost on penalties which I think she'd be seething by the end of the game but we'll see what she's got to say um, while he does that quick reminder tomorrow night um, as a part of our run January we kick Mr Smith into touch and uh, Gareth Bagley is our guest presenter on the night and uh, Breeze Rollins is coming in from Not Fast Breeze set herself a target to run a mile a day for 1,000 days. She got to 971 before she was beat by Indre. I mean, you know, 971 out of 1,000, and then you have to sort of give it up because you can't do it anymore. I mean, that is... Oh, it must be awful for her. Anyway, Breeze is very kindly told us she's coming in tomorrow night and she's she's going to chat about it so i'm really looking forward to that as i'm looking forward to this next conversation because i've i've got the button next to me that i press when i think somebody's gonna say something they shouldn't say um because uh, i wouldn't have wanted to be with this young lady yesterday afternoon but she might have calmed down now as we welcome back to radio new sport the one and only miss eden tranter even yeah I'm eden good evening hello you're right. all right you you've had over 24 hours so are you back um to the normal Eden. I don't think you'd ever hear me say it, Mick, but I was less speechless yesterday. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, I, I was at Centre Parks, but if I wasn't at Centre Parks, I would have been there. That I would have. Well, I, well, yeah, it was amazing. So we've got a a cup match at Devon Park against Bingham Town, which a is a local derby. But then you add into the into the fact that um, you used to play for them. Yeah, uh, and there's, a, there's a little bit of history there. And there's a bit of history there. Tell me about the match. Um, so we started off, well, started off unbelievably well, really. Um, it, well, without scoring a goal. We were, honest to God, I can honestly say we played the best football we've ever played for the team yesterday. So I don't know how the result ended up the way it did, but there's um, a, a mistake from a long ball over the top that they played um took us 1-0 down quite early on but we didn't let our heads go down too much because we knew that we were by far the superior side in terms of sort of football and we carried on and we battled and battled and battled and I, I cannot tell you I'd have loved for somebody to be there and had a shot count on there because they had two shots all game and both of them went in and we must have had about 50 at least um, but uh, about probably about 20-25 minutes in there was a, a corner that came out to Katie Scott um, probably 30 yards out and she uh, got it on the half volley and absolutely pinged it into the top corner I'm not joking you'll not see you'll not see most men score a better box a bit, like the, bit like the World Cup goal oh it was honestly it was unbelievable I've never seen anything like it Mick good stuff um, and then and then unfortunately we uh, there was a bit of a mix up um, with, between the keeper and the back four for the second goal 
um, for, for Bingham that was just before half time so we went in at half time 2-1 down but again we knew we'd been sort of by like an absolute country mile ahead of them um, we, we could wear them down in the second half so we weren't too disheartened we thought um, we thought we'd, we'd be able to get back into it and through the second half I mean I, I, I think I could count on one hand the amount of times that they got the ball over the halfway line and it was just us, us, us all through the second half and then obviously 2-1 down we, 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 we couldn't score in the second half at all no matter what we tried to do we hit the post a couple of times um, if Chloe Park well it wouldn't have even got to extra time if Chloe Park didn't have a head like a 50 pence um, bless her <laughs> But um, yeah, so then there was a, so we we piled everyone up for the last corner of the game at nine, 94 minutes, and we piled everyone up, and including myself. Um, keeper was stood on the halfway line, and, and luckily for me, the ball dropped at my feet on the edge of the box, and I connected with it really well, and that flew into the top corner from about 23 yards. So um, obviously, we all went mental. I mean, to score against my old team, to score to take us into extra time. Um, it, it was yeah, it was it was a really nice feeling, but I'd, I'd trade all of that feeling to have won the game. To be honest with you, Nick, um, we went into extra time, ten minutes each way, and um, they again they they didn't have a single shot. They didn't get. I was the I was the defender stood on the halfway line, and the ball didn't get past me. Um, it was all us. We hit the post again in extra time, um, and I, I, we could have thrown the kitchen. Well, we did throw the kitchen sink at him, and it just wasn't going our way. It was just one of those days. Um, but I, for one, couldn't have been prouder of those girls, the way they battled. And then, obviously, it went to penalties. Um, I'll be interested to see how many games that Bingham's new keeper plays for them for the rest of the game, given that, for the rest of the season, given that yesterday was her first ever game for them. Um, she was a classable. She was. She was. In, in all fairness to her, she was a fantastic footballer, fantastic goalkeeper, um, and she saved our first penalty. Um, they scored uh, Katie scored our second penalty they scored their second she saved my penalty um, um, and then our keeper saved theirs and then um, their keeper saved our fourth as well so yeah there, there wasn't a lot more that we could do and we were by far like unbelievably the superior side we had players play we had players playing out of position I mean Melissa Anderson played at right back she normally plays midfield and she got player of the match for us Mick she was absolutely outstanding but I couldn't I couldn't name you one player that didn't like sort of shine yesterday we looked like a team that should be battling for a title rather than losing uh, on penalties you've now got to do what Newark Town men have got to do and you've got to do what Newark Flowserve have got to do yeah go out there and put it right next time yeah of course I mean we've got to come back and and well, I, I, I can't even say we've got to come back and be better because we were we were unbelievable. But we've got to come back and refocus and take up take what positives there were from the game. We didn't get dragged in like we did the week before. We didn't get dragged into the scrappy football. Um, there was a bit of a, a bit of a to do on the sidelines, which and the referee. To be honest, Nick, we had a, we had a new referee this week, and he was he was controlled the game fantastically well um, with with all the history and everything that's there and. It, we didn't get dragged into any of that which was a massive improvement from the week before we played some of the best football that we've ever played so we've got to try and although we're all obviously absolutely devastated that we lost okay. we've got to try and we've got to try and take those positives take take the positives girl and go again Eden thank yeah, you so much 
problem. Thank you very much, and I'm sure it would have been very pleasant in the Tranter household yesterday afternoon, but you'll be back to your smiling self by tonight. To say I was sulking would be an understatement. I can, I can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to you next right. week. Cheers, Nick. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Can you imagine Eden Tranter sulking yesterday afternoon? <laughs> mm, yep, I think I probably can. <laughs> to continue our doom and gloom Monday night show, um, let's talk to Craig Roach at Newark FlowServe. Um, Craig, it was the biggest match in FlowServe's history. Everybody got themselves that sort of keyed up about it. And um, on the day, possibly the pressure got to the players a little bit. I don't know. You tell us. Um, well, that's a million-dollar question that I'll never be able to answer to, really. <laughs> I don't know whether it was pressure or it was just just it'll come up against a very good side. And um, you know, it. Uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not doom and gloom about it. Obviously, it's disappointing that we're out. <clears throat> um, very proud of uh, where we got to and how we got there. You know, we didn't have an easy run to get where we did. Um, Scoreline does. Deserved us a little bit. I don't think it was really a five-one, five-one matchup. You know, if we'd have took our chances, it'd have been a totally different game. You know, but, um, there's, there's some key moments in the game where we, where we weren't as clinical as they was. Um, yeah, I think you're absolutely spot on. I mean, uh, yeah, let, let let's try and sort of analyse it. We, the first two goals was poor goals, yes. but they finished. Ben brought us back, brought Fosse back into the match. 2-1 penalty 5 minutes before half time and I was down at that end and even I he, he clipped him it was a penalty fair comment 3-1 and two of the best saves I've seen by any goalkeeper anywhere ever yeah. before half time because if you'd gone in there 3-2 at half time suddenly it was a different game they wouldn't have changed their formation they wouldn't have sat back and suddenly you've got a different game and in the first 15 minutes of the second half the ball fizzed across their six-yard box, I think, three times with nobody getting a, the toe to it would have that would have brought them back into the game. But at the end of the day, everybody remembers it was 5-1, but it was never a 5-1 game. Well, this is it, and, and that's the bit that, that hurts a little bit, you know, that's, that's the bit the bit's pill to swallow. But, um, you know, that's the fine margins you're working with when, you know, as you step up and you're playing, playing at a high standard. You know, and that was the difference in the day, you know. Some weeks you can get away with it against sort of like sides even in our own league at the bottom end you can you can make a few mistakes um, you can miss a few chances and you'll get away with it but um, you know as, as you step up and you play, start playing at that sort of level um, you know it, it, you get punished for your mistakes and uh, if you don't take chances you're going to pay for it and uh, you know and we did um, we did and that's it but you know it, it was fun while it lasted and now it is time to move on on the plus side Craig hmm. at least you didn't sit three hours in Nutsford services no, it did take me six hours to dry out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure no, which I'm was worse. Then. I wasn't on the coach. Yeah. No, it was a, it was a long it was a long journey. Right. I, I got back to because I was at Centre Parks for the weekend. Mm. Uh, I got back to Centre Parks at quarter past one. <laughs> well, yeah, long day. I'm trying to claim fifteen and a half hours off radio note, but I'm not getting anywhere. <laughs> um, there was crowd trouble at big crowd trouble at two of the. FA Vars matches mm. at the weekend and I in the past have criticised some of the things that the FlowServe crowd have come out with yep. but I made an absolute point on Saturday of shaking their hands because I thought 
that support that they gave you on Saturday afternoon, Craig, was the best I have ever, ever seen in any form of amateur sport. Yeah, it um, it really was incredible. It, it wasn't. They are a, a massive part of the football club and, and how we're building um, and moving forward. We can't do that without them. All that growing. Um, but, but like you say, the the, uh, the atmosphere and the support they gave the lads on Saturday was was unbelievable. You know, we were sat in the dressing room before the game, and it was thundering through the walls. You could hear them thudding on the stands and the, mm-hmm. and the shouting. They were cheering all the lads through the warm up. And they just never stopped until the minute they walked through the front doors, I don't think. And I think they sang all the way home. And they were an absolute credit to us. And, um, you, know, I'm, you know, it was a big occasion for them as well. And they certainly made the most of, of the experience themselves. There's absolutely nothing worse than a disappointed footballer. The, 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 um, that's just, you know, you've been there yourself. If you've lost a match 5-1, all you want to do, Craig, is get off that football pitch. Yeah. And especially when you soaked it, soaked through as well. Yeah. But every single flow safe footballer and every single member of the management stopped and applauded them, and that, to me, was my highlight of the day. Yeah, they are, you know they absolutely deserve it, and it's credit to the lads that they do do that every week. You know they go into that corner where they all congregate every time, and uh, you know and we applaud them because they are a big part, big part of the club. Um, but it would have been so easy on Saturday, Craig, just to get off that pitch. Yeah, yeah, well. Yeah, we won't allow that to happen. You know, we demand that they they respect that the fans they deserve that, and 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 the lads actually love it. You know, I've seen a lot of them put comments on social media about how much it meant to them um, and whatnot. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's it's fantastic. We we do a thing on a Thursday night. We do a team of the week and sports person of the week. Well, the team of the week on Thursday night, I've got uh, that's it. It's them. It's as simple as that. It's yeah. the slow serve supporters. It is as simple as that because. They made me so proud to be there. Yeah, I say most of them. Well, I say ninety-nine point nine percent of them are knowledgeable and they understand. You know, they understand the levels. They understand uh, where we're at. You know, we're punching above our weight in the league, um, regardless of where we are in the league. You know, against some big clubs who are well established at that level, um, and the same in the Vars at that level. You know, um, there's, there's big clubs in there at Warsaw Wood, Sporting Kowser, Worcester, um, who are much more established than we are working with much more resources and they've been trying to get out of that league for a number of years they've been trying to be successful in the league in the FA bars for a number of years you know and they've, they've, they've failed to do that so far so you know where we're at it's a bit of a reality check for some people um what happened on Saturday and uh, we have to appreciate you know where, where we've where we've come so quickly and where we are now and hey, you know hey. how far we've still got to go to and that's that the level. perfect way of looking at it Craig as I said on yesterday probably on Twitter when Kirky put something on don't apologise Steve because four <laughs> years ago we was playing step seven football yeah, yeah. there's nothing it, at all to apologise for yeah. he understands that but you know we have to, you have to take, uh, take the highs and the lows and uh, you can't just suddenly go quiet and go missing on the bad day you have to you have to face up to it take it on the chin and get on with it and we'll take it as a unit it's not just the players it's not just the management staff anybody we take it as a, as a club and we, and we, and we move on we do. when we talk again next week Craig it'll be, it'll be a happier day I hope yep. I'm sure move on thanks Craig move on. Thank thanks you. mate thanks bye bye very quickly then Miss Smith because I know you wanted to say something yeah but there was um, I think there was a, a gate of 215 for Saturday's match 
and 150 of those were from Flowsurf. And it was quite incredible to see the way they sang throughout, right from, you know, 10 minutes before kick-off right to the end of the game, even though they were on the end of a battering. And, and those supporters were just no, you, no, 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 that was fantastic the, 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 they made the day bearable didn't they they did no Rob tonight so it's um, Alan Swain as um, we talk rugby and that's Tony's next um, next task to get hold of Alan I've told you it's Breeze Rollins tomorrow night um, Wednesday night it's the start of something that we're calling our soon to be famous five uh, we've um, asked around and we've been given five youngsters that the people who know a lot more than Tony and I ever will think they stand a very good chance of following in the footsteps of, of Amy Hunt, of Olivia Mathias. You know, we've created lots of stars. I mean, Olivia and Whitelaw's another youngster. Um, we are going to be talking to Sam Hardy, of course, as you know from the boxing. And we're also going to talk into the 2019 Radio Newark Sport Guest of the, Guest of the Year. Um, whose birthday it is today, so happy birthday to uh, to Josh Burkett. But a welcome return to the airwaves now of none other than Mr Alan Swain. Um, it, com- it comes back when they're on a, r- on a winning streak, you see. Alan, good evening. Good evening. Good evening, Mick, and happy new year. <laughs> and to you, sir. Um, four wins on the bounce. What What's happening? What's the difference? Uh, well, what's what's suddenly changed? That's a good question, and I'm not sure we know the answer to that, but there are some, a couple of key things that have changed. Uh, firstly, uh, our line-outs, which were not performing terribly well early in the season, have really started to uh, perform a lot better. Uh, and, and secondly, uh, our defence has <coughs> improved immeasurably. And I think probably the reason or one of the reasons for that is that the players are now getting used to playing with each other and understanding what you know the new coaching team have been trying to create so for example in the last four league games uh, we have conceded uh, only just over i think about 35 points and scored about 130 so that has transformed our, our points record and you know the, the last two games, which no doubt we'll, we'll elaborate on, you know against the two top teams, you know we conceded ten points against Colville and only seven uh, last Saturday against Dromfield. So you know the, the defence uh, from everybody, not just the forwards, but the uh, the midfield defence and, and and wide out, the whole team's defence has been really good the last uh, the last three or four weeks. And. Um the coaching the training and the coaching that goes on every single week it's it's obviously beginning now to have an effect the way your new coach wants players to play it's I would assume now it's getting inbred in them that's how he wants them doing it yeah I I think that's right Uh, I think that's right Uh, it's a shame you weren't there on Saturday because you would have really enjoyed it it was a classic uh, afternoon down at Callum Road with a big crowd including a, a, a coach load from Dromfield uh, and the score was only uh, 10-7 to us until two minutes from the end of the game 
Oh, that sounds like a cracker. See, I made the wrong choice again. I went to Lancashire and got soaked and made yeah, the yeah, team lose. Yeah, you made yeah. the wrong choice because yeah. the game was the game was seven five to seven five to Dromfield at half time with a strong wind in our favour in the second half. We got a penalty to nudge us in front up to eight uh, eight seven, and then you know Dromfield played really really well, um, but we defended equally well. And it wasn't until the last, I say, two or three minutes that we we escaped and got a couple of uh, a couple of tries. Uh, but it, it, it was a, a really good game of rugby, you know, for, for level seven rugby. You know, uh, people would have been really pleased to have watched it, you know. So now the form team um, has a chance to for some glory at the weekend because you're uh, you've got a day out. Yeah. But before we just mention that, uh, I'd just like to say that. Uh, uh, our seconds and thirds also had good wins at the weekend. The seconds in particular had a, uh, a difficult trip over to Market Raisin and came uh, came back with the uh, with the goods. Uh, and, and our youth teams on Sunday also had a, a lot of favourable results. So overall, it was a really good a really good weekend uh, for the club. President's joke, so that's probably a good weekend for the president then. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> but but look, looking forward to this weekend, I, I, I suspect we've never played Leighton Buzzer before. I, I don't know. I certainly can't uh, recall uh, ever having played against them. But they are top of their corresponding league, uh, and they're at home. So they'll be feeling fairly confident, I'm quite sure. But it, if we can play this weekend like we've played particularly the last two weekends... It would take a, it would take a good side to beat us, um, so I think we're we're set for a good old uh, a good old tussle uh, on Saturday. But it it is a long way down there, 100, 110 miles down to uh, Leighton Buzzard. But I'm sure the I'm sure the faithful will be there and to cheer on the boys. Are they are, are the um, as the club um, gone to the expense of a coach? Yeah, the the coach <laughs> the coach is leaving Friday <laughs> <laughs> almost. <laughs> the, the coach is leaving fairly early on uh, uh, on Saturday, uh, but the games have to be kicked off by two o'clock. Uh, they're the rules as laid down by the RFU. So uh, and probably getting back very late on Saturday. Yeah, but I'm sure. I'm sure if we won, uh, hopefully it could be quite late. Uh, so <laughs> that that would be good. But it's interesting. This uh, the cup competition. This intermediate cup. Which is for level seven, level seven clubs. The the winner last year was Kenilworth, uh, which was the Midlands winner. Uh, but Kenilworth have now gone up to level six, so they're not competing this year. Uh, but you know, it's a great opportunity to play different different clubs and to get to Twickenham. You know, three more wins and we'll be at Twickenham. Oh, my God. that's it. I've got two teams going for a national final. I've always said the rugby club are going to the ones that's going to get there. Yeah. <laughs> Alan, it's been brilliant to talk to you again. We'll catch up with you in the studio um, before the end of the season. We'll get you back in here for a chat. And um, I'll take it Mr Wardman's back again next week. I, I don't know actually where he, was, uh, where he is. He was there on Saturday. Uh, no, he, sneak, he sneaked off somewhere tonight. Uh, but it's lovely because it means we get a chance to talk to you and that's uh, that's always good. Well, look forward to seeing you down at Callum Road. Well, I shall get there. Try and get there for the next okay. home match. Thanks, Alan. Bye, Vin. Thanks. Bye. Bye-bye. Alan Swain. They're always nice to catch up with Mr Swain again, Tony, isn't mm. it?
and Rob Wyman sort of ran off for the night but I'm sure he'll be back yeah. he'll be back and talking to us next week so there again we now being as fickle as what we are take down the orange put up the blue and say let's go to Twickenham <laughs> but there you go that's what we can do okay um, our final telephone call of course is Mr Paul Harpenny while we talk and we talk hockey of course to end um end of the day and a, a mixed weekend for the for the hockey but at least we're gonna have a couple of victories to um to talk about in what's been a hard weekend for Newark Sport but you know sometimes you do have to take it because that's as we keep saying that's what sport's all about it's disappointing but there's nobody out there that has a divine right to win a sports match they they really isn't um so anyway let's um let's talk hockey because we've got um some good results and a result which maybe could have gone better and so we say good evening of course to mr paul halfpenny paul good evening good evening um let's start can we with the ladies twos because it was a big big bottom of the table class if you like um and it went the way of manning but only by a single goal yeah it was it was just one of those games where we we just didn't have any quality in front of goal um, it, it was. I think if anybody impartial had been watching, I don't think they'd have lasted till half time. It wasn't uh, one of the most spectacular games to watch, but obviously that's for an impartial spectator. But um, quite exciting if you uh, belong to one of the two teams. But um, no, it, it was too open for me. We never took control of the game. We had chances. They had chances. We both missed plenty of chances, and uh, they stuck one in second half and, and took all three points. Yeah, it's been a bit of a night like that, to be quite honest. We're talking, there's only the rugby boys that are smiling so far. Um, but um, let's stick, can we, with um, the ladies? Because ladies' ones didn't play, they start again this coming week. But uh, you did have plenty of ladies out there playing hockey. Yeah, we did. Um, the ladies' threes travelled to West Bridgeford, and, and sadly they lost 6 0. Again, not exhilarating, but. Um, I've just had a bit of a, um, an update from uh, from one of the uh, one of the team and um, one of my starlets, Polly Richards, um, who's normally playing second team. Um, she dropped this week to the third team. Bless her, she's only just turned fourteen years old. She got player of the match and, and uh, apparently played extremely well. So, um, well, she got joint player, should I say? But uh, played extremely well. Uh, they were three 0 down at half time and finally lost the game six 0 But um, yeah, we've we've got uh, we've got talent there. We've got talent coming through, so it's not all doom and gloom. Um, and the ray of sunshine, of course, is the men's ones. Um, well, if I can just mention the ladies threes, yes. uh, sorry, ladies fours, who who actually got a three 0 win against Arnold. Um, again, it was it was a dire game to watch, but um, hey ho, it's three points. It doesn't matter if you so. win. <laughs> Yeah, a team that they lost to first half of the season, so that's bonus. Yes, the men's ones. First of all, Alex has got a complaint. He says you've not been down to watch him since he came back. Um, so uh, there you go. Get yourself down there. And um, so I've been told off twice tonight. Once by the rugby and once and once by the hockey. Right. We'll have to put that right. All he wants is his photo it. taken, don't he? So we can. That's that's all that's about. Probably so. Probably yeah, so. it's probably dying for a, for a slot on radio. That thing. You, you see, I, I'm I'm keeping away so he can concentrate on his hockey and he doesn't pose for the camera. Uh, okay, um, right. Um, yeah, Newark men's ones travelled to third bottom Barton on Saturday. 
and with 20 minutes to go, found themselves 3-2 behind. Not all plain sailing. Um, again, from all reports, it's difficult to play when the opposition have got two extra players on the pitch. You know what I mean. Mr. Halfpenny. Um, and, um, anyway, Alex Stroop came off, shook himself down, they made a few changes... Uh, they threw Ian Ferraby up front, who normally plays in the hole, just just in front of the uh, the defence, and promptly equalised and finally won the game six three. Um, an unrecognisable New York team, really, arguing amongst themselves and, and not everything going the way, but they sorted themselves out. And of course, on Sunday they travelled to uh, Loughborough. Uh, didn't start great there. Within within a minute, they were one nil down. Um, but finally came back to uh, to win the game 4-2. So they sit at the moment, top of the league, five points clear of second, but Loughborough students have a game in hand. But, crucially, ten points ahead of third place, with only two going up. So all looking good at this stage of the season. I, I, you know, it's been a night when we've been sort of keep mentioning that uh, you know, it, kick up the bum time and all that sort of thing. And it, it looks like... Um, the the men very well they did have a reality check and they very nearly come a cropper but they've actually pulled themselves out of it yeah they're more than capable you know they're, they're a very very good team and I, I think they whittle and panic about things that they shouldn't be just get on and play the game and, and, and just let your hockey do the talking um, and I think that's a bit of a problem they worry about things that really don't exist but um, they're, they're at top of the league they deserve to be top of the league and yeah. I think they'll still be there at the end of the season Excellent. Men's um, second team yeah. can do very well, though. Oh, right. Against Derby, lost 3 0 at home. Um, Scoreline flattered Derby, but the better team won in the end. And Newark third team, who were going great guns, lost at home 3 2 to boot sevens. I think take away the uh, Trent University team who are running away with the league. That, that is the first game that Newark threes have lost. First points that they've dropped. Again, you know, not taking into account that. that uh, Trent Uni are running away with the league and and I was, I was amazed with that very very disappointed and did you get a run out yes I played the twos oh excellent probably why they lost 3-0 <laughs> <There you go. laughs> didn't I'll, get me hat trick <laughs> I wasn't going to say that <laughs> I wasn't going to say that the, the ladies ones are, are back in action this coming week as um, you, yeah pl- play against Ashbourne we won the battle with the league secretary and, and all the hierarchy of the league and they allowed us to play not on Christmas Day, but they allowed us to play um, next week. So, so that's good. <laughs> oh, that's a dig at the officials and a dig at the um, and, and and the dig at the league. We're not doing bad tonight. Oh, did, did I say that out loud? This <laughs> is most on Mr. Halfpenny like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a um, bit more bit more positive news though because yes. um, Newark hosted the uh, under tens tournament. Um, after training on on um, Sunday, and the boys under ten boys absolutely romped the tournament. They were superb, according to Anne. Their, their, their hockey was quite flamboyant as a team. There were no starlets. Everybody played as a team. It was wonderful. Sadly, the girls didn't do so well. They struggled a little bit, but they are very very young. They've just moved up, um, and we had a badges match on Sunday as well, away against Boots. Um, won that 2-0 um, if you're wondering what a Badgers match is it's for youngsters who are not confident enough to play adult hockey or are too young to play adult hockey i.e. 12 years old you have three adults on the pitch and the rest of the 11 players are made up with juniors 
Um, basically, for the last quarter, we, we took all but one adult off the pitch and just played all youngsters against, uh, against Boots. Um, and they still had three adults on the pitch and we still beat them 2-0. So a great performance there by Newark youngsters. That was all right, wasn't it? That was good. Let, let, let's end on a high note. It's been, it's, it's been a mainly depressing night, but... Um, so, so, so the high note would be Sally on TV? Yes, uh, yes, I don't know if everyone saw that, but uh, the wonderful Mrs. Sally Halfpenny made a, a TV appearance the, the other night. Oh, it's hard work living with a celebrity in the house, I can tell you. Um, pushing a wheelbarrow full of um, coal clinker. for a steam engine. A clinker, was it? No, yes. it's clinker. She's clinker. cleaning it out. So, so, and I still haven't got the answer to my question because she can't remember. No, no, not sure if it was Ollie or not. No, it's that, it was that it, timeline. Was she cleaning their best friend out? Uh, could well have been. Yes, yeah. yeah, superstar. Too big for this programme now. Well, yeah, she'll be wanting an appearance fee, won't she? Exactly. Well, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Catch you next week, young man. You certainly will. Hopefully Thanks, Paul. More good news. Yes, let's all have a positive show next week. Well, it was fairly positive. It was, it was. You, you, I mean, the rugby club and the hockey saved it because the football made a complete pig's ear of it. Well, there you go. <laughs> Quality sports. Exactly. <laughs> Thanks, Paul. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Um, right, here we go. I am told that Newark beat Leighton Buzzard by 31 points to 24 in a league match in November 2009. Mr Swain, I'd have thought you'd remembered that one. And Newark Flowserve have been on TalkSport tonight, by all accounts, um, as TalkSport announced that Longridge Town beat Newark Flowerserve by five goals to one. <laughs> You can't write it, folks, can you? Oh well, you really, you you really can't. Um, a depressing weekend in many ways, um, unless you're a rugby player or a male um, hockey player. Um, it's been a bad weekend for sport. But as I keep in the olden days, I would have gone home and kicked Sharon and <laughs> kicked the dog and. <laughs> You know, kick, kick, kicked a hole in in the door and, and salt and took it out on everybody and everything. But I suppose the older you get, the easier it gets. And yeah, the better team won. Credit to Longridge Town. Yeah. Credit to Fawn Colliery who went to the league leaders and didn't just curl up and die. They scored four goals on the league leaders' own ground. Absolute credit to them. Credit to Bingham Town ladies who, one way or another, hung on and beat Newark Town. And sometimes, just sometimes, that happens. Mm. As I say, it's um, I've never felt as low after uh, a football result before because I really believed that uh, we'd be going to Wembley uh, in the in the FA Vars final. We're just going to talk a little bit more FA Vars when, when, when Dave's here, but there was big crowd trouble at two matches, which doesn't bode well for this um, this stage of the competition. The draw has been made um, for the, the last 16, and to rub salt into the wounds flow serve would have been at home, but there would have been at home against one of the North East Giants, but it would have been good to, to test. Um, there's a East Anglian derby, Stowe Market against Wroxham, all right, uh, that that's going to be one absolute cracker. But when Plymouth Parkway come out the act and will play West Auckland Town, <laughs> um, 
you know, they couldn't be further away. Yeah. Um, and they couldn't be much bigger because I would have thought, now nah, Stockton's out the way. Um, they must be two of the favourites going head to head. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's a that's a tie and a half, isn't it? That is, you know, and we'll talk about that a little bit more on Thursday. But it, it is a tie and a half. It it, it, it really is. Flosev are still in two cup competitions. One of them they play tomorrow night when they've got a league cup match away to South Normanton. So they won't have long to rest um, on the laurels and think what went wrong because um, they're going to have to put it back right tomorrow night. Assuming there's no more rain, else that game will bite the dust almost straight away we must say happy birthday again to josh burkett um 16 today although many would think he's probably closer to 26 <laughs> um and he's playing i think captain the knots on his birthday he's captain the knots fa i think at hall or somewhere that's not bad is it for your birthday at 16 oh he deserves all the all the look going that lad brilliant yeah. fella so you're on your travels tomorrow night. Um, your standing is going to be here, Mr. Mr. Smith's number two, as he calls himself. Um, Gareth Bagley's coming because we're going to talk athletics. And um, Breeze Rowland, as I mentioned a little bit earlier on, she set herself this wonderful challenge of running one mile a day for 1,000 days. And she got to 971 before injury beta. Yeah. I mean, galling is that. I mean, if it's 200 and something, it's okay. Yeah, 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 but yeah. 971. Uh, and that's a look at and and in inside that one thousand um those six marathons in six months as well yeah so anyway she's going to come and talk all about that tomorrow night and on wednesday night as i as i said um sam hardy boxer extraordinaire and the aforementioned 2019 guest of the year josh burkick so he's got standards to keep up um, are our two guesses we launch our soon to be famous five even though them two are quite famous already aren't they <laughs> <laughs> um and next week it's going to be girl pal because um rihanna nolan davis and zoe smith are coming in and we're going to introduce you to them too as well um following us on here on fm of course is the wonderful mr ad crampton and uh, and they change to your normal program on dab it's uh chris bevans um, taking over so we'll see you tomorrow bye bye